0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WTF1 That Time When podcast series. It actually feels like a long time, Tommy and Dan, since I've actually spoken on one of these. It
1: has. Do you, feel your, do you feel your knowledge is poorer because of it? Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, because you two gurus haven't been in my life for the last few weeks. But uh, Dan, did you just say, who am I? Are you. Yeah, yeah, I did. Wow. I, in- I introduced you to this and then you're the one now saying, who am I? Yeah, that's how it goes. Perfect. Right, okay, today we're going to talk about that time when only three cars finished at Monaco. What Ooh. a race. When when are we ever going to see that again? Probably not. Yeah. What, what year was that?
1: It was 1996.
0: Oh, so quite a while ago, 23 years ago.
1: The first year I watched F1, actually. I was four yeah, years old. One of my earliest memories as well.
0: Really? Oh. Yeah. I was four, so I don't remember it. Was it good? It was pretty down, <laughs> yeah.
1: Let's find out, yes. shall we? let's
0: dive straight into it then. So let's start with the build-up. Apparently there's a, a very weird story about David Coulthard's race helmet. Is this to do with the Schumacher thing?
1: Yeah, so um, a few people have messaged uh, a few ideas for that time when, which is great. Keep, please keep doing them. Uh, Using the hashtag
0: WTF1 podcast.
1: Of course. And um, yeah, uh, one of the suggestions, which... We'll sort of cover it in this one because, um, unfortunately, we couldn't do a 20-minute podcast on it because it's only a tiny little fact. But uh, basically, in this Monaco Grand Prix, which we're going to be talking about, uh, strangely, David Coulthard wore Michael Schumacher's helmet.
2: And why was that, Dan? Uh, Well, in the the warm-up that morning, uh, Coulthard discovered that, because it was wet, his helmet
0: was misting up and he Is it, was that a malfunction then or was
2: well i'm not i think it was just sometimes helmets missed up um right. he, i don't think he had any spares and so he could, literally couldn't see he, he couldn't see didn't but like, had no option to repair it so basically went to michael and said do you, do you have any spare helmets i can use for the race
0: please and of the two people yeah. that you think you know this was obviously before their collision
1: yeah i mean the reason for it was because obviously uh michael schumacher was uh, and well Ferrari were heavily sponsored by Marlborough at the time and so was uh Coulthard's McLaren so he could wear the helmet put his own visor on which had McLaren sponsor and it would look while it would look like literally Michael Schumacher is driving from McLaren but it would still at least have his sponsors on so to keep them happy yeah uh, and yeah it's one of those weird things where any if you see a picture of David Coulthard from that race a lot of people are like that must be photoshopped like you know when not, people do those yeah imagine what would happen if, if yeah. blah 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 and yeah it looks it looks almost photoshopped but yes david Coulthard wore michael schumacher's yeah. helmet for And that this
0: word. was before they disliked each other very much
1: yeah i don't think they were best of friends uh, well, I don't know, really. I guess well, they, Schumacher
2: were really best of friends with many people in the paddock, really. Yeah. He sort of
1: distanced himself a bit. But Schumacher
0: but and Coulthard had a few fisticuffs along the way, didn't they? They did yeah, later on. Later, later yeah, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. when yeah. they
1: were sort of both in top. going It was, yeah. was, going for it was wins. the same
2: helmet that Schumacher had
1: used to finish
2: third, I think, in the Brazilian Grand Prix that year.
1: Oh, wow. So, uh, so it's... There uh, you go. Still with the sweat from Interlagos. Mm.
0: Michael Schumacher's sweat. Okie dokie. So let's talk about the actual reason why we're here then. Three cars finishing the Monaco Grand Prix. I mean, that is pretty epic. If that happened, you know, Williams could actually get a podium. That's which
1: like an like F1 game public lobby. Like, literally. Everyone disconnects. Just yeah. going
0: backwards, trying to DNF as many people as possible. Um, so only three made the chequered flag, which is ridiculous to even think. Yeah, um, 22, 22. 22 cars
1: at the time in 1996, so...
0: So let's go with yep. the first retirement, which was actually before the race. Montemini crashing in the warm-up and couldn't rec- uh, repair the car for the yeah, race. Yeah, so
1: before uh, anyone that's new-ish, well, probably, well, God, when was the last time they did warm-up? When did uh, they 2000- stop doing I think that?
2: they stopped in 2003, I think.
1: I think. Okay, so yeah, two, before uh, 2003, uh, there used to be a warm-up session, which, which was, as suggested, a warm-up. So, essentially, like another practice session for cars to go out and
0: perfect their race setup, I just guess. Before, okay. Just before the race. Yeah. How long would it be? An hour. An hour, An yeah. An hour. But, um, so, yeah.
2: Uh, for this race, it was actually, there was two warm up sessions because the rules at the time said if the first warm up was dry and then it rained before the race, they would have another 15 minute session so that they could oh, get geez. used to the track in the wet.
0: Nah, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. just kind of takes away the unpredictability of it, doesn't it? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Although
1: apparently not because only three cars finished <laughs> <Yeah>. the race <laughs> yeah, the warm-up did absolutely <laughs> yeah. nothing for this so, race. so yeah Montemini, who was driving for a for uh for 40 who um we, you know like people people mention about williams being backmarkers this is like 90s backmarker team literally scraping the
0: barrel for every penny yeah
1: like and you know he crashed in warm-up and they couldn't repair the car in time for the race
0: well, yeah, especially if warm-up is literally the same day, right? Yeah. It's not like yeah. even Verstappen, you know, crashing an F 3 and that sort of You know, yeah. thing. They, they can't turn it around even in these days, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's uh, pretty crazy. So that was the first retirement of Speaking many. of Verstappen. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so a lovely little tie-in there. Uh, you won't obviously like talking about this because you're a Verstappen fanboy, just in well, general. You love the family, right?
1: Well, I wasn't a fan at the time because he you wasn't driving the board. Orange Arrows. He wasn't driving the Orange okay. Arrows yet. So. This was before the stealing. This was... I was Damon Hill... This is the Damon Hill era,
0: yeah. (laughs) It's still the Damon Hill era now for you, isn't it, really? Um, So, Verstappen was the first race retirement, uh, starting, and this is Jos Verstappen, for people wondering, that Max wasn't minus 10 at this point. Max's
1: dad, (laughs) who you Uh, may often see in the Red Bull garage, yeah.
0: Yes, Um, so he started the race on slicks on a wet track, as a Verstappen would do, I suppose, a ballsy move. Yeah,
1: I mean... um, It's like soaking wet. Yeah, it wasn't your, like, Canada... 2011 like rain and stuff like it, w- it wasn't absolutely outrageous but he threw the dice he, yeah. yeah he saw the track it was, the was greasy yeah. and it was it was going to dry at some point because it wasn't chucking it down it was just a greasy wet track uh and he thought you know i'm in an arrows why not gamble
0: and it didn't pay off because he went straight into the wall turn one
1: well
2: we'll never know it wasn't because it wasn't necessarily his fault Oh. The, uh he did his usual thing. Jos Verstappen was basically known for being incredible at starts. Yeah. And he made up three places off the start at Monaco yeah. in the wet on slicks, <laughs> which like gives you an idea of how good he was at it. Yeah, Tried to go around the outside of Hakkinen at Sandovot and Hakkinen just sort of ran wide, nudged him and he went into the wall. Oh.
1: Also, and, uh, I don't know if, if he could have carried on, but uh, when I was watching the race back, um, interesting thing that I learned in that race was arrows had actually run out of front wings because Verstappen and his teammate Ricardo Rosset had had so many accident accidents during the weekend that that was their that the two on the car were their last front wings Wow so if, if they even if they'd hit the front wing
0: and he could carry on there, there was no replacement for him and I bet they're wishing they could have carried on with uh, well, yeah. three cars finishing the race. Um, so Verstappen was the first of many casualties in the Monaco Grand Prix of '96. So lap one, the two Minardis collided.
1: Yeah, same cor- Oh, coming out of the same corner, uh, turn one, they crashed into each other. Uh, Rubens Barrichello spun out as well on lap yeah, one. He, so he, Barrichello got damaged from contact at
2: the first lap, and they sort of. I think that's what made him spin. Right, a um, classic
1: sort of ni- mid '90s F1 start where there's, there are a lot more clean these days. Mm. Uh, it, you know, you you may argue better drivers, but you know they they kept their nose clean. Whereas I don't think it was that uncommon that there'd at least be some kind of turn one crash in that kind
0: of area, yeah, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh,
1: uh, I mean, Sandoval was a lot tighter then as well. There wasn't the runoff
2: on the inside; it was literally just barriers around the corner, and it was a bit narrower, so a lot yeah. harder,
0: a lot more difficult. And that wasn't the only. Uh, a few people that, kept, that went out. There was also Michael Schumacher. A certain Michael Schumacher. Don't want to talk gonna, about this. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, were four, pole you were four and it still hurt. Yeah, I know, right? It just, you just didn't even know about up. F1 then. <laughs> yeah. No, I did, actually. <laughs> I was probably plonked in front of the television, All having right. absolutely no idea what's going on. But uh, Schumacher, the pole sitter. Yeah. Uh, so, how, how did he go out the race?
1: So, yeah, big shock. I mean, uh, am I right in saying this was the race after Spain? Uh,
2: no, I think this was before Spain. Before Spain. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So,
1: like, the race. Uh, in the next race like Spain, he obviously dominated in the wet. He he's known for completely dominating wet races. Uh, so it was a massive shock that Schumacher would make a mistake. Um, I cannot remember the name of the corner, after uh, Lowe's hairpin. And I they think go it's called, right. like,
2: Lower Mirabeau or something like that. Mirabeau, is it Mirabeau? Yeah, Mir- Mirabeau's the is one the- before the hairpin, and I think the right-hander after the hairpin is called Lower Mirabeau.
1: And okay, then it's so it's a couple
0: of corners before the tunnel, right? Yeah, yeah the one yeah. straight after the... Yeah, Lowe's so hairpin. the right-hander
1: before... Uh, the first right-hander before they go into the tunnel, yeah. um, and Schumacher hits the kerb and, you know, greasy track and slams it into the wall. And he was on pole. Damon Hill had overtaken him at the start, but Schumacher was, you know, one of the favourites for the race because it was prime Schumacher conditions. He's amazing at Monaco. That was his chance to win for Ferrari. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And he didn't. And he didn't. And that's six cars out on lap one. Six cars out. So we're, after lap one, 16 of 22 remaining. Which is more than like if six cars retired in f1 race now you'd be like this is a race of attrition <laughs> yeah um so 16 left uh, going into lap two uh so let's run through a few more retirements in the next few laps that that, that can that sort of carry on from there so katayama in the Tyrrell spun out on lap two yeah
1: ricardo rossett the legendary teammate of jos verstappen uh <laughs> not, yeah i mean ricardo rossett wasn't the greatest of drivers um yeah he was out on lap three uh denise who uh olivier Panis's teammate in ligier he had a transmission transmission trouble on lap five uh gerhard berger who was driving for benetton so he was you know benetton were pretty good at uh, that era like he he could have won the race like if he yeah. would have kept going yeah um he had a gearbox problem on lap nine uh martin brundle spun out on lap 30 so,
0: oh God, so that gives us more, 11, so, 11 left? so we're 11 left out of 22 so half the field are out by lap 30 yeah uh, 10, it's a ten out by odd, lap 9 and it's a 70 odd lap race yeah isn't it, 78 Monica? laps yeah so yeah, yeah. not even half race distance and we have half the field remaining now turning our attention to the front now so damon hill was comfortably leading after taking schumacher at the start is that correct? Yeah, uh, he was just chilling. He was che- he checked out he, pretty he much. He was literally he was, just he was away like seconds yeah. a lap
2: from everyone yeah. else. He was dominating.
0: So he was in a class of his own. And there was a huge queue of cars behind Irvine, and who couldn't pass? Shock, Monaco. Yeah,
1: Monaco. Um, th- th- there were a few passes going on, um, but Irvine was proving very difficult to overtake. There was a massive queue behind Irvine, uh, who was driving for Ferrari at the time. Uh, yeah, but but one of the one of the kind of key players which if you don't we won't we won't spoil it if you don't know what the <laughs> result was but uh Olivier uh Olivier Panis who'd started the race in 14th was starting to yeah make make moves up the field uh in a Ligier which you know wasn't, would, wasn't well. expected to do well probably the equivalent of like a racing point nowadays like okay. yeah very much a lower midfield team yeah. never expected to do anything great but yeah he w- he was starting to um you know make some moves on people but and, he and to
0: clarify into the points was sixth place
1: sixth you needed points sixth and above yeah. yeah uh but yeah panis was driving extremely well he overtook Häkkinen and herbert uh but the track was drying so um he came in for an early pit stop and put slicks put on slicks on and after that he was he, really quick
2: yeah that's when he started sort of he came out in a bit of clear air and he was one of the first to put the slicks on and there were times for lap after lap he was like four or five seconds a lap quicker than anybody else on the track wow he was seriously going for it and then eventually he came up to Eddie Irvine and everyone the whole race had spent time like behind him being unable to get past Frentzen tried to have a go but knocked his front wing off and had to pit um Panis comes up to Irvine they come up to the Lowe's hairpin just thinks i'm not going to sit behind you for the whole race and just literally throws it down the inside barges irvine into the wall and carries on
0: barges him into the wall yeah yeah so he, irvine he, was
2: out yeah
1: no, uh, no. no. Uh, so irvine um so yeah like Panis dives down the inside and it literally just like bounces into irvine it, it's a proper like british touring car overtake you know well, I mean, like,
0: we've seen that at lowe's hairpin a few times in recent yeah, years you yeah know, yeah, yeah. yeah. i think it did inside. it a few times yeah yeah, or
1: something. yeah it is possible uh, but there was contact um these are these are the days before they started like investigating every single minor bit of contact and apparently major contact as well yeah uh, but yeah um panis made his way into third place uh, so like up in the podiums for ligier uh, which is pretty incredible uh, and Irvine was stuck against the barrier but they pushed him back didn't they yeah. they like Got him back onto the track. Yeah, he thought he had to retire, so he'd undone his
2: seatbelt, so then he drove back to the pits and said, like, oh, I've I've undone my belts route. And Ferrari said, no, we've spoken to the stewards. If we do your belts up and put a new front wing on, you can carry on back out again. So that's what he did. Yeah.
0: So he continued. um, And the next incident was uh, your man, Tommy. Yeah. Your your idol. Damon Hill retiring from the lead on lap 40 with an engine failure.
1: Yeah, so, like, this was an era where Renault were you know, probably the best engine. It was pretty. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Renault engine failures weren't a thing like they are now. No, they sorry, sorry, well, Renault memes uh, didn't exist back then. But they wouldn't yeah. have been a meme. Um, but yeah, Williams, Williams, Renault were an unbelievable team. Like anyone listening now, would be like, wait, so Williams with a Renault engine were <laughs> dominant? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, they were in 1996. They were far and away the best team. Uh, and yeah, Damon Hill was leading. Very comfortably and um yeah, the the most gutting thing for Damon Hill was his father Graham Hill was known as Mr. Monaco and had won the Monaco Grand Prix five times and you know Damon Hill really wanted to win that race as sort of like a tribute to his father, I yeah. guess. Um yeah. and this was realistically his best chance, so absolutely gutting for him that he was, you know, he was he was gonna win that race. And uh yeah, engine failure. And I remember, yeah, he, came, he went, the, literally, the it's like a proper old-school engine blurb where, like, smoke's pouring out the back yeah. through the tunnel. And he was out, and uh, Jean Lacy ended up leading.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Damon Hill never won Monaco. He never
1: no,
2: won Monaco. No. But he did win the British Grand Prix, which his father never managed. So that's so yeah. a trade. I'm sure yeah, yeah, he'd yeah.
0: probably prefer to win the British Grand Prix, wouldn't he, than, than Monaco? I don't know. Why? Well, yes. I guess they're two very different. I guess yeah, you'd yeah. win both. Monaco, obviously, is the... Monaco sort of in your home is what the drivers champion. most want to do, don't they? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which is a shame, but uh, as you say, he he managed the uh, the British Grand Prix. So Alacy took the lead until lap sixty when Alacy retires with a suspension failure. Yeah,
1: I mean John Alacy leading, you'd think. Oh, Alacy's leading, like he's pretty much won this race. But it's John Alacy. There was right. lacy
2: conditions as well, you know, slightly wet track. You know, he was another driver like Schumacher, very good at that sort of conditions. Um, and you know, he probably would have won. Uh, at that point he was about half a minute ahead of Panis. Panis had been catching him uh, at quite a rate of knots but he span off on Damon Hill's oil uh, and lost about 10 seconds and then his pace sort of went off after
0: that a little bit. So uh, probably wanted to think maybe he probably, consolidate the thing. Yeah, podium. yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah,
1: Lacey was was one of those drivers wasn't he that oh, like Couldn't. his luck you literally could not imagine it. Like we we've done a listicle before in the past where Lacey was leading at Monza I think it was and his camera came off and hit burger yeah yeah destroyed Berger's car so like burger went out the race and then lacy's engine blew up so it denied a ferrari one two and like his luck like he led so many races and he, the, could, like, he, he could he, have won he could have more won 10, 10 ra- grand prix yeah, oh, easily, easily one. One. one race one race yeah he was a lot better than one grand prix and what race was that uh, Canada 95, 95, yeah. You yeah. two are just On his, birth- just on on his birthday. On his
0: birthday, yeah. Oh, okay, well, there you go then. that's ca- That counts as 10, right? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> cool. Um, so Panis then so, took sorry, the lead. Yeah. LAC uh, retired with the suspension failure. Um,
1: and you had the ridiculous kind of situation where, yeah, there were only nine cars this now. Uh, yeah. yeah, nine cars left. And uh, Panis is leaving the race in Elysée. Which and is a, at pretty this point mad. is it dry? Y- yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty much, much dry. Yeah.
2: Um, I think towards the end of the race there were a few spots coming down, but it was largely okay. dry for the second half of the race. So, so A little a bit where
1: like it kept raining a little bit again because because Coulthard at this point in in his Michael Schumacher helmet was in uh, second place and the gap was sort of like toing and throwing a bit between them yeah, two, the whole yeah. race. Like he'd catch up and then he got within like a second at one point and then dropped back a little bit. Um, but yeah, more retirement still to go.
0: Yes. So then Olivier Panis in a, as you called it, a Sport or Racing Point car-esque yeah. uh, is leading the race, uh, the Monaco Grand Prix. Not a bad place to be leading. Uh, and then we move on to Villeneuve crashing into Badoa, who he was lapping. Yeah, yeah,
2: that was a bit earlier in the race, I think. Um, but yeah, yeah, Villeneuve was lapping Badoa and Badoa just didn't see him and took him out. And uh, the FIA... We were saying this is the area of no penalties, but the FIA thought that was stupid and gave Badura a suspended two race ban.
1: Okay, did really? he ever serve that, or was he no, okay? no, no, no? Oh, All right, so but yeah, was so being lapped, so that was two more out. So we're down to seven, uh, which seven out of twenty-two.
0: Uh, so literally everybody is scoring points. Bar one, bar one this
1: stage, uh, but we move on to the greatest and most hilarious moment of the race, <laughs> which, yeah. like, of like crashes are never really. Shouldn't be funny, but this one is like unbelievable and probably epitomizes the race. So, uh, Eddie Irvine obviously, we mentioned earlier he was many laps down, uh, at this point because he'd you know been pushed back onto the track, and 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 again, yeah, like the track was greasy and uh, just where Michael Schumacher had gone off, so the right hander after the hairpin, uh, Eddie Irvine lost it and went off. So, you think, you know, if he doesn't rejoin. That's six cars left uh but instead he decides to do a spin turn and as he's doing a spin turn mika salo and mika Hakkinen both come around the corner together <laughs> and all slam into the back of each other so literally Ed, eddie irvine uh so it's a blind corner as you yeah, as you'll know yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, is it Hakkinen behind salo yeah, so, so yeah, first like yeah Hakkinen is right up behind salo you know, probably gonna put a move on him at some point, like they're they're glued together on the track. Come around this blind corner and Mikasale's view is of a car spinning and stopping and they all <laughs> plow into the back of each other and that's three more gone.
0: Oh yeah. my goodness. How many safety cars did this race have?
1: Uh, uh did can't... they even have safety? Like they don't think they did they have I think there might car? have been
2: one at some point. I don't remember, but the, the marshals are
1: like they, they, yeah, in yeah. Monaco. Like they, they often do like double waved yellows, and I yeah, guess Because yeah. there was only three cars left. You got all like, the world time in the world to the clear it. <laughs> that is out. amazing.
0: So, so uh, the hilarious crash, which uh, by the sounds of it, everyone should go and look up and, and have a watch of. Yeah, have a this watch of that because that be is honest. just mad. So four cars left, and then another one bites the dust. Frentzen. Yeah. So.
1: Frenz friends just came into the pits to retire didn't he on the last lap
0: yeah i think that he was so
2: far behind and the race was reaching its two hour time limit so he just came in because there was really no point in him
0: doing any more yeah because he would finish fourth anyway regardless yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. which Even is mad like, like i will cash in it, thank you.
1: you imagine like retiring on the last lap of a race in a sauber like you'd normally be gutted but actually you're like Finishing fourth and getting a really good result. Yeah. Like, yeah it's pretty, Although he could have won the crazy. race
2: if he hadn't hit his front wing on the back of Irvine I think earlier by on. By the sounds of it, about 10 people Anyone could have could have won yeah, the that's race, Yeah, that's you know, yeah, very true. Very um, I mean. true. If,
0: if uh, things hadn't happened. So, um yeah, so Friendson comes in and then only the podium races are going round. So, yeah, yeah
1: like literally. The driver that's last on the road gets on the podium, like that's absolutely <laughs> which, insane. Was which was Johnny Herbert,
0: absolutely mental. So the race went to the two hour time limit, uh, 75 laps completed out of the uh 78, which were yeah. uh, originally planned. Uh, and Olivier Panis won for Ligier from 14th on the grid, the lowest Monaco's ever been won from. I'm, I'm not probably surprised, ever will ever. be, yeah, again. yeah.
1: <laughs> like unless you know the only thing i can think of that will ever happen is that if there's some kind of like someone starts last and gets lucky with like a safety car and a tire switch and maybe yeah. inherits the lead or something but yeah to win from 14th at monaco in a midfield car uh you should probably say like he'd never won a race no before. no um, um have he been on the podium before yeah he'd yeah, had, yeah he'd had he had a of couple podiums, of podiums but, but I, th- that wasn't too discommon for a midfield team no
0: like, no
2: but one of the interesting things so. uh I found out, was that at the start of the year, Ligier actually wanted to drop him. Um, Oh. He'd been with the team for two years. He was a Formula 3000 champion. Like, it was quite highly rated, but in 1995, he'd had a few mistakes and the team was sort of wondering whether he was the right person. Okay. Um, Tom Walkinshaw Racing, which had bought a stake in Ligier, tried to do a driver switch and send him off to IndyCar and bring in Gilles de Ferran, who is with McLaren now, if the name sounds familiar. Um, But eventually, that didn't go through, so Panis was sort of almost that year driving for his career a little bit and then he wins and then he wins the monaco grand prix and that sort of fired him up and called off the uh the speculation about his seat so
0: i bet a treacherous race (laughs) and uh, by the sounds of it and well only three people finished panis in first Coulthard second and johnny herbert in third yeah
1: i mean what a ridiculous podium that is like uh, bearing in mind mclaren in 96 weren't exactly race winning material either so you've pretty much got three midfield teams locking out the podium uh and, well, uh, mid- midfield teams, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, yeah, all yeah, the cause points. Was, yeah, because yeah, yeah, Frentz and Mikasalo and Hakkinen. So, yeah. literally, like, none of the top teams, Benetton, Ferrari or Williams, even getting a point, which, imagine that nowadays.
0: What an unbelievable race. Uh, well, I was four years old, so I don't remember. But you guys obviously saw it. And it was it, my
1: first Monaco race that I ever watched. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe, yeah, so, yeah I definitely it, peaked. It made me a Panis <laughs>
0: fan. That's why. I That's a- why you love Monaco now. It's because <laughs> no. you're like, you, you just have 1996 in your memory. I just, yeah. Just, <laughs> you I just know it can
1: all be all good. The other ones. Come, like... Yeah, one so day we'll get another Monaco '96 yeah, Nineteen
0: <laughs> cars retire. Yeah, and Stroll wins. <laughs> maybe, maybe. So, so why don't we see as many retirements these days? How come we sort? I mean, obviously it didn't happen that often, and we had, you know, we don't ever usually see three cars finish a race. But w- what allowed '1996 to be that crazy?
2: Well, reliability is a big one. You had a lot of spins and a lot of crashes, but back then it wasn't uncommon for six or seven cars to drop out with technical issues yeah whereas today you know one or two in a race is quite yeah, a lot yeah. there
1: are quite a few technical issues uh technical issues as well as driver errors as well yeah uh and with the greatest of respect to the era obviously you had greats like uh schumacher hill villner lacey panis uh, panis <laughs> uh, but you know we may take the mick out of maybe, you know, a driver like Stroll for being a pay driver and he's not very good. Like he won the formula three championship. He is an incredible racing driver in nine, in the mid nineties, a pay driver was literally like rich gentleman guy. Do you want to drive a formula one car? Even if you're 20 seconds, a lap slower. Yes. Okay. Like some of them were like truly dreadful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like, and
0: i'm sure you know, we'll maybe the, do a, a that yeah time went on some paid drivers or something. yeah
1: but you know driver skill uh, cars are obviously harder to drive than they were now um yeah. like you know formula one cars now so little um driver errors because the drivers are so good and you know the the technology that's involved in it there's so much
2: aero grip now as well i mean if you go back and look at qualifying sessions from the mid 90s around monaco the drivers are literally drifting the cars around the corners because that was the quickest way because the aero wasn't strong enough to sort of overcome the mechanical grip so you would just drive it like a cart around the track Um, and yeah and and that leads to more errors i think
1: and i was i was watching the race and um you know at the start when when it's wet they're doing they're doing lap times in two two minutes around monaco like (laughs) that's that's Just mad and know with like what what are they doing now like 110 in qualifying trim or something yeah. um absolutely crazy but um uh yeah it, it's excuse me if this is like totally bollocks but <laughs> the um as well like monaco i feel like they try a lot more to perfect the track a little more maybe nowadays as well like back in 96 like they had so so many more like painted white lines and things which obviously like yeah, in, in yeah, the that wet could, that could be true yeah, yeah yeah in the in the wet like you know they always go on about painted mm. you know like the paint yeah. if you get on the slipping. paint and it's yeah. slippy um i don't feel like they covered that up as much as they do no, now whereas no. now they actively try and make sure that there's n- almost no like Places mario to catch kart style catch
0: <laughs> people out yeah i mean the health and safety is a, an element isn't it you know yeah the, the, the safety of f1 where is whereas and
1: yeah ba- back then it wasn't so, so much of a thing
0: yeah so the the downforce of today's cars definitely helps um drivers around monaco uh compared to in the 90s yeah. where they were as dan said drifting struggling yeah i think i
2: think it's either gerhard berger or john Lacey, it's one of the ferraris there's, there's a sort of video on youtube of one of them doing a lap and it is pretty sensational like how sideways they're getting and you think how is that fast and then they go top of the times
1: <laughs> it's crazy to think that yeah, three cars finish that race, and I wouldn't be surprised that this year, if only three people retired from the race. In Monaco, yeah, that's yeah. how few retirements you get nowadays. Yeah, like it's it's rare that anyone retires. Like you're pretty much used to almost the whole pack finishing.
0: Yeah, which is odd. I think we've pretty much done for today. Would you say? Yeah, yeah. Any, yeah. any more guru comments for me review?
2: I just want to say that if anyone's thinking that Panis's win is a lucky win i will have them oh because dan will it, have it that a,
0: yeah we should probably say that actually yeah because i think there was I, luck involved yeah but, but he proved himself was very quick during the race was and, one
2: of the quickest guys oh, and in the morning warm-up session the first one that was completely dry he was fastest in that as well so on merit he was quickest round monaco in Ligier in dry conditions
0: yeah okay let's uh, you know <laughs> is this is warm-up this is like testing
1: yeah <laughs> but, but i think I think, I think um i think you're right like you know there are drivers that have inherited wins because literally everyone's fallen out and yes damon hill retired and John lacy retired but, but that's like that's still 11 that's places still, he made up at yeah Monaco. exactly 11 places he made up like he was the only one putting in overtakes and overtakes he was so much quicker he was and the he, bravest to gamble on the time for change. That, he fought yeah. for that win so like fair play yeah, it was he, he a fully deserved win. It wasn't a lucky like, yeah. one. And the
2: following year, he finished fourth in similar conditions. So it wasn't just a one-trick
1: pony. How many people uh, went
0: out in the next year's race? Do you know? Uh, not as many, I don't think. No. No. Um,
1: but Schumacher won by lapping lot. the entire field. Yeah, and good I think lad. it was seven seconds, a lot quicker on the first oh. lap or something. It was crazy, yeah. <laughs> Didn't crash that time. But no, yeah, it no, shows how yeah.
0: Amazing. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for watching. It's that time when three cars Listening. finished. Well, oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm so used to people <laughs> seeing us listening and watching if you're watching the waves on your screen or just looking at a screen cool that's great uh, if you want to uh, you know send us any stories or topic ideas just uh use the hashtag wtf1 uh, or send us a message on instagram yeah um and we'll we'll take the best ones and, and put them into the pot won't we
1: yeah um, yep. uh, yeah we've got some good ones lined up so yeah keep sending your suggestions
0: in yeah and make sure you also give us a rating and a review on whatever platform you're listening on yeah. whether we're, at, we're uh, at five stars now Well, when were we ever not?
1: We were at 4.5, actually, for a while. we shouldn't
0: be. Why would we be on 4.5? Because some
1: naughty people gave us one (laughs) star (laughs) when we started.
0: Uh, It's amazing. Anyway, thank you so much, guys. Please, as I say, uh, give us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or whatever uh, platform you're, you're listening on. And that is it. That time when it's done. Do you know what the next one's going to be? Do we know what the next one's going to be? We it's do. It's spicy. Ooh, wow. Spicy.
1: No, it's good. It's, it's a good one. It,
0: it will blow your mind when you hear the title. Blow but your we're mind. Not, we're not going to spoil it. We're not going to spoil it. We'll leave you we're thirsty. We're not going to spoil the title. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're not going to do it. Spicy, get ready. See you then. Bye-bye.
2: <laughs> Bye. Ta-ra.
0: Bovril.